1: My brother man, here have two. Two dollars means a snack
0: for me, but it means a big deal to you. Be strong, serve God only. Know that if you do, beautiful heaven awaits. That's the phone, my vote for the first time.
1: Welcome a man no to Axe to Grind, no money, no... the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick.
0: I'm Bob. And I'm Tom.
1: And fellas, it's that time of year.
2: It is. Patrick, can you know actually. Tom, I'm going to have you enter this. Yes. But before we do, let's hit our sponsors. Let's hit them hard. Let's hit them quick. Big shout outs to Deathwish Inc. and Run for Cover Records sponsors. We love them. Go to their websites, do the whole thing. But today we're going to talk about our other
0: two major sponsors. Tom, kick us off. Um, we're going to go up to uh, Troy. Mm. Troy, New York um To our friends at Closed Casket Activities. Pat, what's the line from the Stigmata song, South Troy Against the World?
1: Is uh, that a Stigmata so, song? Uh, is it, so it, it was, <laughs> or is
0: that like a Mandela effect that doesn't actually exist?
1: It was the Troy motto. Uh, it, it, my memory of it was South Troy, North Troy, Troy Against the fucking World. But that's, well, that's my probably right. Of it. We'd have to get like Zach Carlin on the phone or somebody that was like, Live in that life to remember, but there was stickers. I mean,
0: you, you live near people that lived that life. You can ask. You could get Taylor on the phone right now, and he'd tell you word for word.
1: That's a fact. He could sing the songs for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- th- there was a. Uh, uh, I mean, Troy had a uh, adversarial relationship with the rest of the planet. Still does.
0: Like, did they hate Albany?
1: No, no, no. Uh, I think going. if I had to guess, my yeah. Well, not guessing. <laughs> I think that there, I've said this on this podcast, there was a clean cut energy in Albany uh, because a lot of the suburban kids would come in, myself included. Uh, and Troy did not have that. Uh, Troy was like, Troy. So I I think that, you know, in life, you're given a couple options. If you're the out, if you're the odd man out, you can either uh, get an inferiority complex uh, uh, an at, uh, su- superiority com- p- complex, or you can just kind of have a light adversarial relationship with the planet. And uh, Troy, I, I believe, chose the the la- the last of those.
2: Got it. Understood. Z- Zach didn't pick up the phone, uh, but I think he's <laughs> a hose man. He he could tell us all about this. Um, we'll we'll get there, guys. But we're we're in Troy. Yes. North Troy, South
0: Troy. <laughs> Troy against the world. So. Um- my choice, um, you know, it's a record that a ton of people already heard, um, but I brought it up for myriad reasons. Um, these are my fellas, my dudes from the Long Island hardcore, um, even though at least two of them live in Brooklyn. but we'll give them a pass on that. My buddy's incendiary. Um, I'm putting out the I'm uh, going to promote the uh, their last LP Thousand Mile Stare. Mm. Which has sold probably a million records by now, but uh, mm. um, yeah, big band. They don't, you know. But I, I, I wanted to kind of revisit this. I know um, they're working on some new material. Not sure if it's going to be an EP or an LP yet, but they're definitely writing and stuff like that, which is encouraging. Which we're um, I'm psyched to hear when they finally get together. Um, shouts to to the drummer Lamelli. Just had a kid.
2: Oh, shout out! Congratulations! Yes, to um, a
0: little boy. Um, so shout out to him. Um, I also kind of pick this because they're doing every year, um, right around uh, the holidays. They do, um, usually they do a holiday show at, um, Amityville Music Hall in Amityville, on um, Long Island. Um, and it's usually, it's like, I, I don't know if, if anyone's not been to Amity, Amityville Music Hall. It's a severely small place for incendiary to play in, in, you know, these days. Um, and it's usually packed. They usually get a great lineup together, and they donate all the money to you know certain charities. You know, based on Long Island, obviously they're not doing shows. Um, they're not able to do shows this year, so they're doing a cho- uh, a toy drive on the, on a date that they usually have the shows on. So it's um, I'll, I'll read off the entire thing. In Sandy Aaron Scanlon's annual holiday toy drive, um, we'll be collecting unwrapped toys in front of Avenueville Music Hall this year to distribute to those in need. Um, It's Saturday, December 19th, from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Please wear a mask. It says, uh, every person who brings a toy will receive a limited edition incendiary shirt while supplies last. First come, first serve, limited to one. Which is kind of cool. Which is a great idea. I saw that. How
2: cool is that? It's like such good energy and, like, big shout out to Scanlon. Even bigger shout out to the dudes from incendiary for doing that. And, like... They're putting in on top of it. Like, everybody should be trying to do some support on this. If you got the means, this is one of those cool things to do.
0: But here they're actually like rewarding you for that. That's fucking awesome. Right. Like, Scanlon is literally just like setting up shop outside Amityville Music Hall, Um, which I think is, if I remember correctly, the address is 198 Broadway in Amityville. Nice. Um, Owned by a lot of hardcore friends of ours. Um, But yeah, he's like literally going to be sitting there from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. on the night of (laughs) december 19th so i think it's pretty fucking awesome of him to do that and you know so if you're in the neighborhood um drop off something there's there's a lot of folks in need two quick questions yeah
2: one how far is amityville from ronconcoma
0: uh it's ronconcoma thank you was that like a would you set me up for long island cred
2: yeah yeah yeah. Well, I mean I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, it's Con- It's it's a train stop. That's why it's like a famous like, like nice. Lake Ronkonk. It's also where Scanlon is lives is from, I think, so. Oh, that's far out there. How yeah. far is Amityville? Probably Ronkonkoma is pretty far out there. Um that's like Vitalis from out there. It's far. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's probably so 2 hours far? from the city. So it's probably about an hour from Ronkonkoma. Okay, how
2: far is the Smithtown Mall from Amityville? Fuck. I'm from Brooklyn, man. I got no idea I know I where the Kings bottom Mall is. Patrick, how far is uh, Troy from Cross Twenty uh,
1: minutes. Say Twenty minutes on a good day. Yeah, on yeah. a good All day. Right.
2: Well, we have someone joining us. We have a, someone join us real quick. Uh, a friend of the podcast and a resident of the five one eight. Zach Carlin. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up? How's
0: going?
2: Is hey, Zach. Everybody says hello. Zach, uh, we were talking, and Tom had the question for you. Tom and Patrick also. Patrick said you, you're somebody who's lived a life. What is the stigmata thing? Uh, North Troy, South Troy, against, Troy against the world? Is that it? It is not stigmata.
1: Oh. All right. Okay. First and foremost. Hold on, Bob. I'm going to get, I'm gonna need you to get that mic closer. Close. I need you to get that phone closer to the mic. I want to hear what Zach's got to say on this.
2: Here, I gotta, I gotta make sure you're right up there. So start, do it again. From first off, go ahead. It's
0: okay. Now, where this derives from is, I believe it's either Bob or Mike says this in an interview. Um, Cranial abuse plays uh, Abraham Lansing's elementary school in like 1986 or 87. Maybe I'm wrong with the timeline. But it's in the Troy Blood Unbeaten CD case, and okay. uh, the quote is: "It's just Troy against the world." Uh, later on, Dying Breed puts out the song "Lockdown." At the end of the song is the uh, yes, the uh, the legendary quote: "North Troy, South Troy, Troy Court against the motherfucking world." That makes sense. So I wasn't totally <laughs> off. The cranial abuse, for forcing the forcing Mata.
2: yo. Always, Zach. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Zach, I man. will Everybody says thank you, Zach. I will. I will. I will talk to you very soon. Keep killing it in Warzone. Yo,
0: you guys, you guys are crushing it too. Yeah. Uh, real quick, shout out to that fucking milspec record because that's just dope. And uh, anybody listening and wants to watch us play fucking Warzone, the real heavy Z on Twitch. Hit us up.
2: The real heavy Z on Twitch. We'll talk to you later, Zach. Later. <laughs> yo, yeah, I-, I love getting that plug. But back to the matter of hand, incendiary, Thousand Mile Stare. If you haven't bought it yet, which there's people who might not have.
0: Sure. They stream it or whatever. Buy the vinyl. Right. The layout vinyl.
2: Yes. And you're going to go to closedcasketactivities.com. There's a promo code you should enter. Tom, what is it? That would be Axe to Grind. And Tom, what do you got to do with it? You have to spill it out. Yeah, that was such a good hit. I just didn't want PK to kind of like – uh, fumble the ball at the one yard line, you know?
0: Thanks. True. It's true.
2: Patrick, take us to somewhere else, another place, another sponsor.
1: I'm going to take us to live a lie, uh, another another time, another place, another, another you know, sliding take doors, different romances man. that could have been. Uh, mm. And mm. to live a lie, which, by the way, I, I got. I got the package quite late because it went to my folks house and I was not there. Uh, I got a nice package from them that had the, uh, football sweater or the football, uh, scarf rather. Uh, scarf. Beautiful. Yep. And, and, uh, which is quite nice if they, if those are on those. sale, yes, I people to pick those up. Uh, it's, it's Shout ironic out. on me because it's got like a very pro fast music message. Right. So for me to wear it is like kind of irony, but, uh, appreciate it. Nevertheless, uh, so, in picking something to big up today, uh, Bob, you made a suggestion that was uh, a, a, a good-hearted ribbing, and uh, I decided to go with it's that It's the only
2: kind of ribbing I do of Patrick.
1: Sex Prisoner. And th- what is the name of this record, actually? This one is the one that came out very recently, right? Not very recently, but recently.
2: Oh, geez. What is the name of that record? Is it self-titled? No, let me
1: find it. At any rate. The reason, Bob, the reason that Bob suggested this as a good read for today is because while Sex Prisoner we associate more with the kind of like uh, 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 Silence of the Lambs style, uh, like nightmare of, uh, uh, of uh, kidnapping and being held against your will, there's the other type, which is, uh, and actually this is a semi, semi-serious note, uh, there's a lot of people, maybe one of uh, your hosts included, who Due to COVID, uh, have been separated from their partner physically for a long time, uh, and a different type of sex prisoner. I'm I'm in a uh, a clear glass uh, sex prison. <laughs> so uh, this this is clear glass case ju- of emotion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I in-
2: everyone. Yeah, everyone should get the Sex Prisoner Harm Done Split LP, the uh, the self titled Seven Inch, which I think rocks is fucking great um which is from a few years back but it's just fucking great uh i don't know if there's physical available still but the split lp is available so you got to get that what,
1: what, um, what's the what's the date on the split lp does it say
2: yo 2017 I, 2000 what the fuck man how fast does time move?
1: Well, there's one that people are still quite wild over, and I thought it was more recent than that, but maybe you're fucking right. Maybe I'm out to lunch on fucking times. At any
2: rate... It's okay. We, time is moving really fast for all of us.
1: I'm just using Sex Prisoner as my pump today to also give a shout out to my girl. We're both patient people, It's it, but it's been a long time, and to... For those of you that don't know, this is a situation that a lot of people are in. There's all sorts of communities for it. And uh, even in certain countries, f- f- uh, Australia being a good example, because Western Australia has had a, a, one of the more kind of uh, tight lockdowns in terms of travel anywhere, yes. in, anywhere in the world. Uh, there's people that are separated. They're on the same continent, same country, who have not been able to see each other for going on a year. And, uh, that is clearly frustrating for more reasons than just sex, but it's, uh, just a, a real thing, you know, for those of you, uh, this is where I get political for a second. For those of you who see things exclusively in terms of grandma dying, there are other dynamics at play that, that are quality of life issues that people should consider. Sex prisoner. It's true. Pick it's, it, it up. It's an
2: important <laughs> sex prisoner. Look, look into it. Um, yo, my joke with you is to be like, "Yo, you're five thousand miles away from the woman you're dating." Do you actually know the distance from Los Angeles to Perth?
1: It might be more than five. Is it? Is it? Uh, I don't. I know that. Let's Perth- do this.
2: The the Spotify style guess, Tom. How far is Los Angeles
0: to Perth? Oh uh, fuck! I don't know. Um,
1: it's more than
0: five thousand. I'm going to say seven thousand miles. Okay,
1: I'm taking Patrick? the over. I thought it was eight.
2: 9,330 miles. God. Wow. That, that's a lot.
1: They that's are, a lot. They're so, very proud of the fact that they're the most isolated city on the planet.
2: It seems wonderful, honestly.
1: It does. Shout seem out really Perth.
2: Wonderful. Um all right. So uh with that said, to live a lie, scarf, sex prisoner. Harmon split LP to live Patrick, you're going to enter a promo code. That code is
1: Axe to grant.
2: And what do you got to do
1: with it? Spell it out.
2: Oh, touchdown. Great job. Thank, Thank you everybody you. for checking that shit out. Tom, can you please paint the picture for, for the people who aren't in our group chat? about what happened when we were discussing Festivus today and what was revealed about Patrick's seemingly unending black hole of pop culture
0: uh, non-knowledge. I actually screenshot this because I was so taken aback that I had to send it to other people. Okay, good. Okay. Um, so, you know, I text Bob earlier today. be like, hey, you know, do we have any good, you know, anything fun for the uh, – for the episode tonight, any responses that we can use and all sort of stuff. Bob writes great stuff. It's going to be really fun. So I went good. Patrick Kinlan, Brian Murray wants to chime in. I've never seen the episode of Seinfeld. Is there a specific format? Now, mind you, he spelled Seinfeld S I E N E F I E L D. It would have been better if you'd just gone full on S I G N space F I E L D. Yeah, like, like it was that close, like C N field. Uh, yeah, he has no idea. So I there's like a four minute like compilation on YouTube that explains Festivus perfectly. Yes, very. You know, so we sent that over. He probably didn't watch it. Did you
1: watch it? I, d- I did, in fact. Yeah, it didn't. T- I don't feel like it revealed okay. much to me, but yeah, I did.
0: Well, I mean, it gives you the general. I mean, there's not that many. It's rules. literally all the content in the world that exists about this. Uh, I mean, it's a fucking festivist for the rest of us. Mm. There's, that's all there is. It was. It's in res, in response to the religion and the the, the you commercialism know. of Christmas, right? So this is just kind of like it. All you have to do is have an aluminum pole. You have to have grievances, and you have to fight your friends. That's pretty no much no tinsel, all. too distracting. It's true. <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't smooth out a a, a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe
2: (laughs) i I, I almost died yeah patrick uh you do enjoy the tv show seinfeld right
1: uh yeah i've watched a couple episodes
0: oh my god is it too new york for you
1: (laughs) yeah i'm the i'm the midwest uh viewer that nbc was afraid of uh Seinfeld is uh, too urban and too Jewish for me. I, I just never connected. I needed more of a uh, how I met your mother vibe.
2: Or an XOXO gossip girl. Yeah. That, that, no, that I, I feel like is right up your alley.
1: I, I know that this is like a very strange criticism to have. I don't think things without swears are funny at all. So I just don't connect with them very much. I, it, there's... There's just too much, there's too much loss in, like, there's too much suspension of disbelief there.
2: Oh, hmm. Okay. All right. What's the funniest thing you can remember that you enjoy? Hmm. We talk about a lot of different media that, that we collectively consume that you and I have spent a lot of time talking about different media we enjoy, but I can't think of funny things that you really, really like right offhand, uh
1: okay this is uh in 2020 uh, uh, uh this is problematic uh but i think the adr on uh the, the movie can't hardly wait is the funniest thing on the planet like the the dubbed the, the dubbed in uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Cr- crowd effect. <laughs> what do
0: they call peter fashionality yeah it's really good what's that so I think he, you're talking about the thing at the end when he's like, "Someone in there called me a yeah, slur,
1: yeah, that, right? Yeah, there's a slur that they use mm-hmm. on on premium or DVD, but uh, on on TV they say what like, do they call Uh oh, oh. so it's like so stupid. It's like somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody called me a slug or so. it's something so unconvincing yeah, okay, yes, so yes. not not a thing that kids would say to each other. Totally unconvincing nonsense."
0: I love that because you know um, someone that I've bigged up on the show very often, and I, her record was on my top ten when we did one of these like two, two years ago. You know, Phoebe uh, mm. Bridgers. Mm. Her first LP is called "Stranger in the Alps," mm. and yes. that's actually from the clean, a cleaned up version of a line from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> because the line is, "That's what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass." Yep. But on TV, it says that's what happens when you something a stranger in the Alps. And that's what she named her record.
1: Tom, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, that's funny by accident, but it takes everything away from that line. That's like, you know, things without swears are stupid. That's just what it is.
2: All right. I I mean, yo, print the t shirts because you're not wrong. Um, Let's fucking go then. (laughs) Let's fucking go. Um, we're doing a Festivus episode for the uninitiated or people under the age of 20. Uh, there was an episode of Seinfeld, as Tom detailed. Find the clip. Just type Seinfeld Festivus. You'll get it. Festivus, F-E-S-T-I-V-U-S. Uh, it is a Christmas alternative. One of the main points is the airing of grievances. <laughs> it's uh, So the idea to me was, yo, <clears throat> we keep things pretty positive. We try to keep things real. But we're we're not looking to break any hearts here. And we try, yo, I ain't got time to whine, man. It's too much life to live. But man, today, thanks. at this meal, at this table, we are going to air some grievances. And boy, howdy, did you guys come out in full force. <laughs> like you, like were pages agreed. and pages, pages and pages <laughs> of these. So uh, we are going to air your grievances and discuss them as we go. Uh, who would like to start? I'll start and read them anonymously. I mean, we don't okay. want to give
0: handles. How many do you want to read at once?
2: Read one at a time, and, and we'll oh, just wow. kind of we'll 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 round around. So so no, try not to you know read it and get your next one ready as we go round the circle.
0: Got it. Okay, so um, I will just like to start off by saying I got a lot of problems with you people, and you're going to hear about it. Um, my <laughs> first uh, grievance, not mine, from someone. I really hate that horseshoe-shaped pit that takes up so much floor space.
2: Yeah, it yeah. sucks. Agreed. Does, no, one, no one likes that shit. That shit, shit sucks. sucks. Stage man, that shit sucks. So, sucks from the stage. Once it gets too big, even the people who are trying to be non-active participants aren't having a good time. Shit sucks. Uh, Patrick.
1: Uh, this person says one that I'm sure we got a thousand times, which is just that hardcore Twitter sucks
2: that was the gold standard one. That one just frame it. You know, uh, recently with, yeah, go ahead.
1: I'm going to offer uh, not a counterpoint. Cause I'm certain that is true, but you know
0: what? Hey, I, you're part of it. I'm oh, sorry.
1: I, I mean, I'm, I play hardcore music. I do a hardcore podcast. I'm not the most plugged Twitter. in human being, obviously, but they're, Uh, You know, Mm. you know, (laughs) what is this sign for? I'm not in the woods, so for me to say, Yeah, and and I'm on Twitter all the time, so for me to say, Yeah, I just don't see it that much, isn't that like? Do you guys have a huge interaction with hardcore Twitter?
2: No, because hardcore Twitter is a thing, uh, it's, I, I think that. And Tom, I'm I look forward to your response because yeah. I think you're that that Patrick, you you've cured, you've groomed your brush, uh your bush as well as I have, um <laughs> to avoid it. Uh, no reference to anatomy, but, but to to the welcome uh, to Manscaped the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, we're setting up our new mid-roll sponsor. <laughs> um, uh you know, I have done uh hard times to make sure that like yeah i just don't need i don't got time for that energy when it touches my sphere quite often it ends in me texting someone like yo is this this is a thing what oh man glad i don't have to see a lot of yelling about this um because hardcore twitter not hardcore on twitter or tweets about hardcore but hardcore twitter
0: sucks Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I see it kind of from the fringes, but like, you know, it's like, oh, that's what's going on this week. Whether it be like the shoelace code that I haven't thought about since 1993 or, you know, this, you know, woman who was obviously like, and like, we talked about this over the years about, you know, people being bullied and all this sort of shit and been like, how funny is this, this girl with the backtrack hoodie, like whatever the fuck. Right. I, it, we, I mean that, and it's also funny. And this is uh, probably an, a, attributed uh, attributed to my age. Like years, ago, not years ago, but a couple years ago, when I, when you would hear like hardcore Twitter, you know, there was like wrestling Twitter. Yeah, there was even like Joe Budden would be like on Black Twitter. Right. I thought those were like separate things that like you couldn't like you'd have to know how to access them. <laughs> like you, you need a little code to hit it. Like, is there like a hashtag to get to that? Like, I didn't know that was like. But like Joe Button would bring up stuff that wouldn't like, that wasn't you know kind of on general population Twitter. It was very specific to certain folks and all this sort of stuff that you know I found like fascinating. But I had no idea where it was coming from. And the same thing with wrestling Twitter and with um, with hardcore Twitter that you see stuff. It's like, oh, you know, someone talking about like. What happens if we, you know, what if we kiss in the knock-loose pit? Like, it's always oh something bullshit God. that people get real mad about. A friend of the
2: podcast, uh, Ian from Military Gun, Regional Justice Center. Uh, maybe he's in Self-Defense Family. Who knows? Uh, he and I had a conversation. He's, I think he's, he, like many people, is excited for the return of being able to, you know, play shows. Sure. But what neither of us was excited about and this does parallel hardcore Twitter is the inevitable think pieces about the return to shows Ooh. oh yeah no, I don't I don't I don't care which side people are falling if people like the way I'm seeing it is it's like it's a it's a spectrum. There's certainly people who I think might be falling out outside of what I, I would consider the, the the normal range but I'm not mad at anyone. But there's going to be people who feel comfortable sooner than others. And there's going to be people who don't feel comfortable as, as soon yeah. as most people. You right. know what I mean? And that's okay. Like you move at your own pace whatever it move is. Move it. Thank you. Move at your own pace. But what I don't want to see and what I'm dreading because I know we're going to get it are a lot of – well, actually, but didn't you just think about it? – like it's not – it's going to be – that's going to be – uh, the ugliest brutality of 2021 you know um it, it, like ugh, no one's got time for it so um pfft, man i'm getting frustrated just thinking about hardcore twitter all right uh let's for for in the interest of time we're going to do snake draft so i'll do two then back to pad and tom you'll do two we'll kind of bounce right. it back and forth uh this one no one stands in one place and stomp moshes
0: anymore
1: RIP. All
0: right, all right. I agree with that. I was thinking about that today. Anthony Comnali from Killing Time does that, and it's fucking awesome. Yo, it's a mark
2: of either a really good mosher or a really bad one. Right? There's no, there's no. You can't pull that off if you're just a middle of the road.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: Patrick, you don't do that during Drug Church, but I feel like if Drug Church had a couple mosh parts, you might get down like that. Would you do it?
1: If I, so drug church, I, I jump off of that stage enough that wearing boots would be an inconsiderate thing. But when I wear boots, mm. I'll do it in self-defense. Like I, I love, I love a good stomp. I just don't think it's fair to wear stompable shoes and stage dive.
0: And Bob, at the rate that he's gaining weight, he won't be able to do much more than stomp.
1: Hey, no. g- guess Man. what? I'm going to break all my own rules it? and stage dive even when I'm heavy as fuck. I don't care.
0: <laughs> Yo,
2: how the turntable's turn, turn when, yeah. when when our man has that uh has that uh non-poverty weight on. Okay, um another complaint, uh grievance, let's not call it a complaint. Only going to shows you play.
1: Is Super that whack. yeah. Is that an yeah, attack on I
2: think me? Fair. I mean it, it, no, I like, it could be. Could be. What I will say is that I can see that one as a, uh, you know what? I want to give the caveat that the person who tours upwards of three months a year. Fair. That's fair. It gets rough. Now, that doesn't exempt you completely. You should still try. And I'm also the person who's telling you, go go to shows you want to go to. Don't be beholden to it. But I also know, man, burnout is a thing. You know, so,
0: right, uh, but you also can't be mad when people don't come to yours Correct,
2: exactly And and yeah, you, you keep that same energy If if you're not going to Joe's show Right, you can't mad town, be mad when no shows Don't be mad when Joe's not at your show yeah, when, he, when you're in town uh-huh. Alright, Patrick
1: Okay, I want to do one just real quick And then do a real one, but the reason I want to do this one quick Is because I don't think any of us will have any insight into this And it almost feels like bait Go for it Are you ready for bait, fellas?
0: Mm. sure this person
1: says take all of hardcore TikTok and throw them in the fucking trash. Now, I think both of you f- your first thought was there's hardcore TikTok? Is that accurate?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: My very first thought was let's let's preserve Twi- TikTok from hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> so Yo, you know what I understand TikTok to be? Tell me. Uh people yeah. doing Tr- yeah trends dancing pranks that range from good to terrible and like poor attempts at humor and then like these weird uh multi-level marketing
0: housewives who are into jesus things that are going on uh, there's also like some woke stuff then there's yeah, that woman there sure. there are those people that are doing like these weird like um acting things about getting forced to take a vaccine
1: oh yeah, to I like, me, that you're,
0: you're gonna die and like
2: that when, to me that's that's on the prank scale right there
0: i don't I'm think that's a prank a bro prank. it's it's a prank on everyone who has to endure i mean it's it a prank on them go. when when they get the call but like, yeah yeah that's there's right one right. that the woman's like i won't take it and she's like crying and then she goes off screen and she comes back she's got a bloody nose and they're like but you know if you don't take this we're gonna kill you and she's like crying and she says i know and it's so fucking great like it's it is bonkers. I hope it's a joke, but I think it's some QAnon shit.
1: But anyway.
2: But what if she did a really cool dance to a City Girls song right after that? Love it. Where are you at? What you want? Where, where are you at? What are we doing? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get it. Um, okay, go. Okay, Pat, I derailed your your hardcore TikTok train.
1: I mean, I got nothing to say. I just think it's I think okay? it's bait because uh we're we're young till we die. But uh, th- that one is just outside of my.
0: Certain things are too young for us. And
1: that's yeah, that one's it. outside my. Program. Shout out Nico.
2: But, shout out Nico Lull. Let's go.
1: Who so the fuck? A a real one uh, might be uh, people who crowd kill deserve the, to get their head kicked in. So I think that there's a little bit of of uh, ad libbing on the gr- on the grievance. There's a little editorial on the grievances. The, that's not just people aren't just well, giving I mean, a list. You You know what I mean? <laughs> so this person really does not like people who crowd kill.
0: I tend to agree.
1: What constitutes? I think there's two
0: different kinds. of
1: Yes. What constitutes a crowd kill?
0: All right. So if you watch a video, there's two. There's yes. one that like the person like backs up, like with their back to the the rest of the crowd, and like swings willy nilly backwards. That's one thing. Yes. I don't love it.
1: No, it's kind of. But it's dick. been
0: going on forever. Yep. But the biggest dick ones are the ones that I've seen recently. I mean, I've watched a ton of videos recently because i don't go anywhere and and there are no shows but people literally just like turn around and like punch people directly yeah sure sure i mean they're all like a lot of them are like big soft boys so they're not really fucking hurting anybody but it's still it's like yo don't fucking like they're like looking the person that they're hitting in the face they're like you're like you're acknowledging that person's existence as you fucking throw a haymaker
2: yeah, Mosh, Mosh got broke with this, and it's not like that's that didn't just start now. It's been infested for a long time. I think you were right when you said there's two types, but I'm going to pivot it and say there's two types. There's the one where the crowd kill is is basically like the win final no. part. Well, like yeah, like it could be someone going side to side where they're going into the side of the crowd into the side of the the people standing around Deep. the pit. Yep. Okay, um, like I said. If that and you end up hitting someone, okay. And the same deal, like someone who's moshing and is, you can be backing up and do it. But then there's the uh, crowd hitter. Yes. And that is the person who is intentionally like they're not really doing anything, dancing, going across the pit. They're running as fast as they can and jumping in and trying to punch them in the face. They're doing the I'm going to run around the side of the pit and punch people in the face. Or they're doing the, I'm going to move up from the back of the pit two steps and then start doing windmills back into people. And these are crowd hitters. These are people who who think that that is, the, that is a mosh move. I don't think it is. I yeah. think there's a, a difference between one and two. And uh, if you're part of the second group, that's like, it's just, like I, I think that you missed the point. And we'll leave it there because, you know. But if it's – if it's if there's not – if the intent is I'm just doing this thing and it's happening, okay. If your intent is I want to hit some people, my eyes are rolling so hard I can't do anything else, you know. Yeah.
0: I don't disagree.
2: Yeah. Patrick, you were a big crowd killer back in the Troy days.
1: (laughs) Back in my Troy days. No, uh, uh, my thing on crowd killing is I don't mind that little like – Bopping or, or uh, uh, the gopher, you know what I mean? Where you're just going over the crowd and sort of coming down in a way that, yeah, really inconceivably, it, like it's, it couldn't hurt anybody really. Unless you're probably
0: you're like duck, duck, goose. Yeah,
1: yeah, Correct. yeah. Precisely. That,
0: that's that's
2: some uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board shit.
1: Yes, yeah. that doesn't bother me. But I mean, I've
0: watched videos recently that people legitimately turn around and being like, "Yes, hey, it's Pat Kenley." Boom.
1: Yeah. Well, that. But that's oh, yeah. fair. Oh, that's yeah. that's. I was waiting for my moment, but the. Uh, well, I mean the I, one yeah, well the probably- the one that gets me that I do not like at all. I think that being average height there's certain things that are bad. Like I'm exactly average height. And so that means that the the for example the height that people hold their umbrellas at is a nightmare for me. It's right in my eye. Like, <laughs> whereas it's probably like Bob that's probably your chin, you know what I mean, which is not nice, but like mm, it's right no. in my eye. And there likewise where a soft boy can really hurt you, Tom is the soft boy that does the mule kick into the crowd. Because yeah. if you hit me Chit- in my right knee and you outweigh me by even five pounds, you're shattering my knee. I find that shit to be so that's irresponsible in the extreme. Cause look, I assume both of you have been punched in your face in this life. It's not yes. a horror show to get punched in your face. It is really fucking unfortunate to get your knee shattered. You know, what I mean, so that's the one yeah. that stresses yeah. stresses me out to no end.
0: All right, Tom, hit us. All right, uh, people behaving uh, people behaving irresponsibly in regards to the pandemic. That whine about missing live music.
1: That's me.
2: Behaving irresponsibly and missing live music.
0: <sighs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, you can't complain. Like, oh, I can't wait to go. I mean, I miss shows, and then it's like. You know, if you like post it up at a park with nine of your friends, like yeah,
2: yeah, I did you know see, what I mean. Like, be a good. I saw a good TikTok that was someone pretending <laughs> to be coronavirus, and they were open knocking on the door and said, "How many people you got in there?" And they were like, 10. Ah, oh, all right, never mind. Or uh, nine. Ah, oh, <laughs> then going and go. Wait a second, you got ten people. I'm coming in. Um, you no, know, if you extrapolate it out, I guess you can't. I'm not mad at it as uh, no. You get I, it. I'm, we, I'm, we all I, get, I get it. it. No, I'm I'm trying to be sympathetic to people who are at this point just fucked up because they've been alone for however long. Um, yes. And, and like, you know, we, we both know there's nothing Patrick likes less than sitting by himself inside of his own house.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this has you been the I mean? greatest year of Pat's life.
1: Yeah, not bad.
2: Well, or or – or the worst, because now everyone's doing what he
0: does, and it's like you're on. Now my- he doesn't want to do this anymore because he's like, ugh, so
1: last
2: year I'm
0: getting on to yeah. the next
2: thing. Ugh, I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna put on sixty pounds
0: and go hiking every day. Fuck it, that's right. <laughs> Catch me and in me and Tobes. All right, um, <laughs> give me another one. Uh, Hardcore's room of music for me. Anything that has any level of production is unlistenable. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, fair. I agree with half of that. I do hardcore. like a nice production. Me, there's there's like plenty good of good headphone I like. music.
2: I like that yeah. sort of shit. Plenty of music I like with good production. Uh, Tom, I think you're going to say the same thing as me. Hardcore's ruined music for me in a lot of ways because, uh, at least on the live level, yeah, there's nothing that compares to hardcore shows. And if no, you even grew a up great rock show shows, is not the same. It's more like going to a picnic
0: than 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 the music the music live music experience I'm used to. Right, I mean, I've been lucky enough to see like some of the greatest, like you know, like Bruce Springsteen or U two yeah. or whatever, like mm-hmm. bands that are like fucking spectacles, and like they're pretty great, but like you know, a fucking good GB show or a good pre show Ooh. beats almost any other hardcore show, any other rock show I've ever been to. True, Patrick, how you feeling that? Uh,
1: I I don't know I, I I'm like in a. Uh, <laughs> Miley Cyrus has put me in a place for the last week and a half, and I don't know how to talk about this. Do you, Bob, you remember this quite well. I used to be just a mm-hmm. dick about other people's bad music, and I would just be out there yeah. shitting yeah. on people's bad music, et cetera. And now... You mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. it here. It's a weird thing.
2: Now you got some bad music? You got some bad music you like?
1: No, 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 quite the opposite. I just... I now see how it looks if you're even slightly notable. And I'm like the least notable. I'm like, I forget what the term I heard the other day for like the type of celebrity I am, where it's like not a celebrity remotely. Like there's a, there's actually a new word for it where you're just like a fraud celebrity, like where a few thousand people know who you are. But the, I now recognize that when I shit on Weezer in a public way for a long time, i actually legitimately hate right. Weezer. in my heart i do i think that's yeah we ba- know. i think that's bad we music know. yeah but if you yes. do it too much you look jealous and weird you know what i mean so i i'm trying hard not to do it but miley cyrus straight makes me fucking sick to my stomach and i have Did had you no- see
2: her her Go ahead.
1: i've had no place to vent this uh, thanks for letting me get it off I've had no place to vent this because, firstly, nobody gives a fuck how I feel about Miley Cyrus. You know what I mean? And secondly, like Twitter is like a very like GA or like a yeah general admission sort of vibe where uh, yeah. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad for liking a Miley Cyrus song. I I like party in the USA. I think that's her. I just for the last yes for the last like five months she is presented in a way. That like makes my skin crawl. And I, I, what, this her new, like, un- punk thing? The- what's that?
0: This punk, the punk like turn that she's
1: taking? Oh, yeah. Like the her plasmatics, plasmatics turn. Uh, yeah. yeah. Th- I mean,
2: did uh, you, did you, you guys saw the, the, the whole cover, right? It was pretty bad. Oh. oh. Pretty bad. And she's got an amazing voice and she didn't even pull it off. No. And, and like, Yo, here's the thing. Like uh, all the things you can say about Courtney Love, she's got a real unique voice, and I think it worked pretty well, especially for the the whole like at least two and a half albums for whole. Um, Miley could have done that song and made it work, but she made that shit suck. It was uninteresting and hard to sit through.
0: I mean, it was also in the morning, so I wonder if that. Yeah, that's, that's possible. I don't know how yeah. great
2: I'd sound at six four, o'clock. Be like, choices. that's true. Okay. Bust us out, buddy. That's true. Um, all right, so so you, you're just happy you're in the hardcore because of it's Miley not Miley Cyrus.
1: Not. No, what I'm saying is uh, I I don't agree with it. <laughs> like I don't want to shit on production for production for shitting on production's sake. Because oh yeah yeah yeah. Because obviously, like there's pop musicians that all of us like. Uh, you guys can get with the uh, Paramore production, which like gives me the actual chills, but like n- not good chills. Mm-hmm. The other the other chills and those chills, yeah, th- those chills. And uh, but we're not like I'm definitely not anti-production, uh, at all. Like I was listening, uh, um, Convulse Records uh, uh, tweeted somebody's uh, year end list, right, and mm-hmm. it was like a lot of stuff that was like you know, maybe power violence, some crust in there, whatever. And a couple of it was stuff that I had no idea came out this year. And I, I checked it out and there's one that I, that terminal nation records fucking great. You know what I mean? So I, I was, oh, I was psyched really good. on some of the stuff that I was exposed to, but that terminal Ra- that terminal nation record also sounds great. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, I was thinking a lot about it a lot that there's somebody who wants that to sound a little bit worse than it does. And that's a matter of preference and that's fine, but I don't relate. I, I I would give that band a big budget at this point to sound fucking big as hell. And I, I, I'm not against it. Like, yeah, is it look, does everything hit that sort of, um, I don't know, fear factory level of, of where you go. This is a bit much, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yes, everything does, (laughs) but I, you can't hate production just for production's sake.
2: Now, yo, production choices are a part of music and especially in hardcore and the adjacent realm, a really big choice, like not quite as big of a choice as what instruments are being played, but maybe right beyond that, the most important choice, you know, like all the things that go into the, what the sound is going to be like is pretty big because you can make it sound real, real, real different just based on where and through what, and who's producing it, and blah, blah, blah. So um, enjoy it. Like, yo, to be honest, one of the things I really like in music, and the reason, and I think it, both of you would probably vibe on this, is bands who have long careers, uh, lack of a better term, have long tenures and have multiple records. I love when they make weird or bold or daring choices with the production. Just because it puts them in a different space. Same anger. And especially as bands go,
1: that mean,
2: yo, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I, I think there's modern examples of it. There's there's yeah, fucking I, classic examples. There's yeah. lots of bands who it's just like, yo, they went and did something in a different studio, and it's made this
0: record sound so different. Or just know? different, weird, like PK, have you listened, I mean, I don't know if Bob has, but like, have you listened to the new Every Time I Die songs? I have not. So there's the second song, which like there's like the lead single and like the second, like I guess it would be a B side or whatever, which is actually the better of the two kind of like musically. It sounds like a like a later Converge song to me, Mm. but vocally he does like this weird um, like David Byrne stuff. Oh, I like that. That makes no sense in your head, but like when you listen to it, it's fucking awesome. Like, the song ends up being great because his, like, vocals on it are so fucking weird that it's pretty great. I'll send it to you after we... Uh, Please.
2: Okay, so... Yes. Uh, well, well, like, it's it so hardcore, different for them. Yeah. Anyway. And we get it. Record music yeah. is so fucking great that it can make a lot of things other seem shitty. But, uh, you know, experiment. Try things out. Yes. All right. Uh, Patrick, you're up.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, I'm going to do the uh, counterpoint to... Uh, the guy that said people who crowd kill des- deserve their head g- to get their head kicked in. There is another person in our, in our mentions saying you're going to get hit. Deal with it. When yeah. I saw,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. When yeah. I saw that, it made me think of um, the DYS song where he's like, "You're gonna get hit." Like uh, really <laughs>
0: short. I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, sure. Definitely yeah, I mean, that's understood, happen. but there's ways that you expect to get hit and ways you shouldn't have to expect to get hit. True. Someone staged, obviously, and it's going to happen, man.
1: Yeah, it's a it's, deal. It,
0: it's a. it's a active participant uh, physical thing. Uh, that, exactly. That's the difference, Pat, Bob. That is fucking perfect. If I'm standing in the back just watching a band with a fucking Shirley Temple in my hand and some fucking idiot wants to punch me in the face, that's shitty. But if I'm moshing and some dude just fucking cracks me in the head, happens. It happens, man. No harm, no foul.
2: That's right. Uh, yes, exactly. All right. Uh, people treat this. This person gave us a couple that are more like real life stuff, so I, I like it. People treating retail slash service folks like second class citizens because of their job. Yeah. That. Fuck that's, that. That's yeah, Yes. Now no no ain't nobody on this line kind of no. going to give you a second thought on that one. Um. On a lighter note, sign person, PS5 bots. Fuck them. Yeah, hmm. I'm with that. I'm with both of those. Uh, and to get to my more hardcore one, those of you selling destroyed-ass vintage tees for hundreds of dollars <laughs> can take a hike.
0: Yeah, that, I would agree. Who's you
2: know, buying them? There's people buying. I guess it's so. Wild. To I, what know, I, I've always, I love vintage shirts. I think they're cool, but to me, conditions big. Uh, on the other end, you know, like go to Melrose 25 years ago and you see in ripped t-shirts that from the 70s being sold for hundreds of dollars. That shit ain't changed. Fair point. Patrick.
1: Uh this one is from a friend of this podcast who is in a relatively large band. No snitching. He says new metal being a part of hardcore now, aka the acceptance of new metal. That is his grievance. We have it's been a while since we've gone down this road, I think, but we've gone down this road. Everybody knows our feelings on it. Look, Bob's got no love. Tom can probably d- do like.
0: I like Tom the deftones.
1: Can- okay, deftones count. Uh, can you do the first corn record? No. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I really like. Deftones are legit the only band of that Actually- that I fuck with. Can you do the first corn record? I yeah, know, that says a lot, bro.
1: No, no are you ki- not with a knife to my throat, not with a gun to the side of my head.
0: Yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, that you were asking like, I mean, you could do that, right? Like you were acting like, no, no, me no. too. Me too, right, bro?
1: No, but <laughs> <laughs> No, listen.
0: I'm shocked. Wait, yeah, you're you're no new metal, right? You're no new metal. But you're young enough, both of you guys are young enough for it to have hit your yeah, kind yeah. of radar like when like corn came out it was nineteen ninety four i was like a full on hardcore dude already
1: yeah but but Tom like there was
0: no way I would have been
1: Tom here's where the rubber meets the road though i I think you can make the argument that machine head is definitely new metal and I think that you can make the argument that I mean there's no argument that that unless you want to parse it down to groove metal versus new metal but at that point you're just being an asshole. Uh the roots Roots is a good record. It's also new metal as Double-tour fuck. Roots, it was sure. trying to be well, a corn yo, record. And, oh.
0: it, was, it was post. corn. Yeah.
1: Yes. Right.
2: And there's and what's isn't there a prong record that goes pretty new? Uh, so yeah, prong, the snap your finger, snap your neck record. pretty new. Right.
0: Yeah,
1: it, it that's straight up groove metal and groove metal as we've determined is the is the kiss and cousin maybe maybe honestly maybe just like the like the same person pretending to be their own cousin wearing like a like a mustache is just new metal.
2: Yeah, the uh this this the the other side of the coin. Um I mean is Life of
1: Agony new metal? In a lot of people's no. estimations not mine.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like uh, yeah, there might be friends? someone who wouldn't there's like there's dirt it's it's different than dirt metal because it's like it's
0: groove metal. I mean it could be a terror, but like more but
2: What is one only living witness? Where do you put that?
0: See, I feel like they're just a hardcore band, but they're not. Yeah, no, they're not. like but they pre pre existed.
2: Yeah, there's and it's like it's it's that weird nineties. We'll do some like nineties, the nineties unidentified genre game soon. Sure. This is a good one. So file away some bands, and we'll 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 kind of suss out some some genres there. Uh, new metal is a part of hardcore because there's certain people who are an age. Tom, you identified it right. Patrick and I are the exact age for new metal. Patrick, yeah. I won't speak for right. you. Yeah but people who were getting into new metal were basically paralleling my journey into punk and hardcore. And it was weird. And it wasn't like I was, they weren't my enemies all the time, but there was a disconnect. Other than the one time I made out with some girl who was wearing Jenkos and had played corn in her room. It's pretty cool. Uh, Other than that, yeah, it was it was, it was fun. Um, I mean
0: it's funny. I, I equate this Ken's Kens has always told the story, and I'm sure you won't know it, Bob, more than anybody. Like he remember I remember him telling a story, like he was in high school, whatever, and they quicksand played in Manhattan and they all came they all went to the show, whatever. Yeah. And he said like the next day, Jock's were wearing Quicksand shirts. And, and he wrote them like, off for years. Right? Yeah. He was like, I'm out. And I think that's kind of like this. And also I think it's weird because like the folks that grew up in like the fucking, you know, like that new metal fucking rate like when it was like what everyone loved or not the folks that are bringing it back no the most, the most no quality, you know what i'm saying no, like no, it no, should be 35 year old being like i got into fucking heavy music because it's stained it's not those folks it's folks that weren't around for it
2: that's right because they have a different kind of contextualization and i'm that's not right. even mad at that it's
0: okay no 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 yeah
2: yeah i don't think yeah no one's mad at it yeah. i'll say this like There's also so so my story is that I was paralleling it and I wasn't mad at it but certainly felt like that was the other that wasn't the shit I was into. Then there were dudes I went to high school with who were very firmly into that stuff and I'm talking like the Limp Bizkit, Corn, that big big as big as New Metal got at the time, uh, leading into the you know the Lincoln Parks of the world, etc. Who then got into hardcore. And yep. probably now look back, and they aren't—they aren't saying they're one and the same, but they're also not mad at the new metal stuff when they look back fifteen years later, ten years later, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going backwards, like 2010. They'd been in a hardcore for a long time, but they just got into it a couple years later than I did. Yo, know, not mad at you. Uh, there's there's people who are in very large bands right now, who when we went to high school together were in new metal bands. And now oh, they're yeah. in very large hardcore bands. Oh
1: That's yes, cool, yes, yes. You know,
0: <laughs> um, Pat <Bacardi>. Um <laughs> It's me. Uh, hold on, I
1: just want po- uh, to. I just want to point band? out that the uh, Prong record came out the same year as the Korn record, so I think unlikely that they influenced each other, which is pretty wild. That just means that that like it, it was, in the water, was in the right? public consciousness.
2: Yeah, and, and I, I mean, I, yeah. Think about think about when you. This is something he hasn't talked on in a while, but, like, if you go read old articles with Walter, and, you know, to my knowledge, he hasn't, but he he was looking at quicksand and thinking, like, how do I infuse, like, hip-hop or, like, more rhythmic beats and this hardcore, like, metal kind of stuff, and, like, oh, I want to do a rap metal band. Like, new metal is not rap metal but it's kind of what that ended up at you know right like, and like, there were bands hybrid. that
0: yeah that was i mean like we use corn as like the turning point but like oh, anthrax God. doing like the song public enemy faith no more
2: there was so much stuff that led into it that yeah, yeah like like there was people kind of aiming that way and like a lot of that stuff paralleled with post hardcore and metal of the time that just left a stew that's like, yeah, that's why when 108 drops that Sick of It All tour, corn gets added and then they pop off. And was 108, 108 on that tour? 108 was supposed to be on that I tour. I didn't know
0: that. Happened. I knew corn was on it. That's why corn got the slot. Corn Orange 9mm uh, and Sick of It All.
2: So yeah, yo, uh, I yo, we accept we accept all grievances here at the Festivus Axe to Grind hardcore table. But but we 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 are we are breathing this one out and going, and it's okay. Like it's we we accept it. And yo, I can't believe how many people ride for Slipknot. It's all good. You know w- what can we do? Um, I got
0: that in a text message today. Mm-hmm. Our friend Nick, uh, hardcore kid, goes, "You guys ever fuck with Slipknot?" To me and Brian, we're like, "No." <laughs> you Fucking dork. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. "Hey, fellow kids." Anyway, all right, I'm up. How is Bull- oh you up? you are up yes thank you. right <laughs> yes how is bulldoze the last beatdown band to actually write a riff? Uh, Zach and the other, the other dude in that band are actually really good guitar players, and Zach has written good stuff throughout the years. So I think that's why he's a very underrated guitar player. Playing agent's a man who, mm-hmm. if you like that sort of music, which I happen to, and I, I that 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 LP they put out is fucking fantastic. So he's he's just a really good guitar player. Do we want to sell beatdown short? And say that there haven't been other good riffs. I'm sure there are other good riffs, but like they were like, I mean, they, they started mean, the whole fucking genre, right. which is crazy. It's named after a song. You know what I mean? That's it's pretty true. wild. All, All right.
2: right. Go for another.
0: Y'all shine on 90s hardcore, but the recording sound bad to anyone who wasn't there for it. Okay. I did. I think that's fair.
2: Yo, super fair, because I actually think there's a lot of eighties hardcore that production wise sounds better than nineties hardcore. And it's that's true. Like we just talked about with production, it was a lot of choices. Like weird choice. Um
0: Yeah, like not mastering a record. No.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, right. And I, I mean yo, know, that's 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 a funny thing. I think in the nineties there was there was formula stuff, but some of that stuff got lost in the sauce and it just, you know, people didn't know.
1: Nope. And it
2: was just like just doing shit. Man, that's a good point. Some of my some of the records I like the most, but also almost objectively speaking are don't sound good are records from the nineties. Regardless no, I, of right. regardless of subgenre, you know? Think about like the new age stuff. That stuff all sounds like trash. Correct, right? The songs are great, but they don't sound good. Yeah. No, I, I think it's it's a huge uh impediment to people getting into nineties hardcore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, no, um, sense. Patrick, you're up.
1: Okay, let's see what we got. Um,
2: just give us two. Fuck it.
1: We'll go, go, go. Two, go. All right, <laughs> fuck it. Um, okay, uh, uh, so here's two that go together: lack of bands named X something X, and also mm-hmm. lack of kids Xing up. So those are two different grievances from two different people. But they're tied together, and let's talk about them. Me personally, uh, the X something X bands. I I don't really. That got co opted by like kind of the lower rung of. I don't even know, like scraggly, scraggly ass fucking
2: metallic straight edge hardcore.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be right. Like not quite, not quite metalcore. Not quite the the even good like new school, if you want to call it that. Like it just really to me it was scraggly. Um, there's a few bands, of course,
0: I can't name an X X name X band
1: that I actually like. You know what? I bet we could, but they wouldn't. If we have to really think about it though, that's not their name though. Like I bet that they used the X something X name for shirts or,
0: I mean, there was X converge X at one point.
1: Yeah, there was, yeah, there was, um, X Bane X. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, I I'm not, so I'm not so mad at that going away. Kids Xing up. Um, I don't know. Straight edge is a weird thing, right? Cause it's still weird. It's weird to do like the, th- I was thinking about, I was reflecting on this. The three of us are pretty weird. Uh, you know, like well into our mm, adulthood, yeah. still straight edge. That that's odd, but yeah. it's not odd to be straight edge anymore. Like that's a, a cultural touchstone that many people are familiar with. And there's still yeah. certainly a, a level of rebellion to it, particularly if you're from a place where everybody <laughs> is into drinking or drugs or whatever it may be. Uh, but it's not quite as outsider perhaps as it used to be. And Hey, for anybody listening that thinks that I'm trying to like gatekeep your level of fucking outsider I don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not like, I'm not proud of, you know how like people get where they'll be like, Oh, people don't got to put effort into things. Now. Listen, that's all true. And you also can't do shit about it. So it's, it just is what it is. Ain't nobody mad here. So it's, it's not as outsider as it used to be. So maybe it's, you don't need to fly that flag as, as tall. Uh, just like veganism. I, people that listen to this fucking podcast are probably bored with me talking about veganism. I was reflecting on it the other day. Still one of the fucking central pillars of my fucking, uh, worldview. And for real, you couldn't find dudes to put together a straight edge band in 2020 because nobody, it's just, you don't, it's too normal. It's, it's too like live, laugh, love. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just not challenging to people in the same way that it used to be. And that's probably straight edge to a degree. So, That would be my suspicion as why you don't see it that flag flown as as tall anymore.
2: Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip podcast. Every week I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip podcast.
0: Well, hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth.
1: Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists.
0: Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to The Show on the Road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network.
2: Tend to agree. A couple episodes ago we had a, some questions and I asked, are we post uh, revival? Like like there won't be styles to come back. We kinda said, no, we'll we'll hit that. But I, I think this might hit the gist more. Outside of a few like, hey, I really like this style of music, like I don't think we're gonna see like there's there's gonna be straight edge bands, but they're gonna be they're going to have a different flavor than before because because simply waving around like hey i don't do drugs or drink or anything doesn't one doesn't feel that wild despite the fact that to be very honest like especially during pandemic it's something we could talk about more uh, i think there's been a lot of weird shit like that i actually think the media glamour glamorization glorification normalization of like Heavy drinking and drug casual drug use is like just there. All that said
0: It's one o'clock. Right, right.
2: Day, you're gonna make I'm day drinking now. Um all that shit said, it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it's it's like any sort of uh acerbic or like incendiary, not to play upon all I, the band's name, but it just doesn't feel like it's starting friction with almost anyone like i know lots of norms who are just like yeah i'm so yeah i don't really drink or do drugs or anything they're not straight edge because they didn't get into a weird music based cult like we did in our teens um <laughs> you know what i mean so so <laughs> so uh, same thing veganism like yo how many people's aunts are now vegan and and bully for that that's cool you know but it's not not to say that like being vegan was some sort of like outward fuck you to the world. But yo, for someone to be vegan in the mid 90s, that was real rough. Like, like those conversations, those memes of like, 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 oh, what do you mean you don't eat cheese? Like, that shit was real in a real way. So I, I don't know. It is really different. I, I, the X band thing, X band X. Um, we saw X Repentance X a few years ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they, they were cool. I think right. they actually took it and were trying to do it in a serious way. Most bands, I thought it was more just like a hey, we did this on shirts and or stickers or patches, um, as opposed to like hey, the X's are part of our name. Uh, but that might have gotten lost in translation for for many other bands. So it's cool. It doesn't doesn't flail me, but I could see people being bummed on that and the same thing. Straight Edge, I don't I think it still means a lot to the people it means a lot to. I know there's younger people who it really means a lot to and I think that's cool but it's a lot I think it's evolved and that might be for better, to be honest
1: Oh, do I get another one? Oh no, I read two. You guys are next
2: I'm up right. um this one doesn't totally count because I think it's just someone trying to uh, wave at you, Patrick. Tom is great, Bob is great, but Patrick is ugly and stupid. Sincerely, <laughs> sincerely, a worst possible timeline advocate. So,
1: thank you for listening. It
2: is not Eric Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's what I want to ask:
0: Are you ugly and stupid? <laughs> Confirmed. No.
2: Oh. Smart guy and, and certainly has his admirers. Yes. Uh, good looking dude, Patrick. Um do we like some people are hitting us with specific bands they think suck. Like I got two in a row right here that are bands that they're like they have a grievance. Do we air it or keep it? Because this isn't how we feel. I think I think we can go for it, but I want people to know like Mm, you know, think about where you're saying this. Um, Someone says, the rival mob sucked. Hardcore for hipsters know what I'm saying. It's okay to be wrong.
1: Let let, let me catch that football. Are you ready for this one? I am the actual (sighs) hardcore. I'm the hardcore for hipsters police. I've been deputized. Uh, Bob knows this because uh, I will act like a cop. I will shit on a lot of the stuff that people think is hip. I don't do it a ton on this podcast, though. I'm sure people can fucking pick up my tone when certain things come up. I hate that Mm -hmm. vibe. I think it's the lamest fucking pardon me for saying this. This is a thing that we avoid in this podcast. I'm going to do it. It has the most touristy vibes ever. It fucking sucks. And as the fucking cop, as the police of fucking hipster hardcore, rival mob doesn't make my fucking rap sheet. They're fine. They're they're, they're not making my beat sheet. I don't got to chase them around town. They're fine.
2: <laughs> it, it, it's poster.
1: No, nah, they're not on it.
2: They're not losing. They're not losing any sleep about someone saying they suck in the comments sure. on an axe grind podcast. Uh, hardcore for hardcore is a fucking like like great record uh i encourage people to re-listen to it i think raw life got remastered i think people should listen to that and also these are still dudes who are actively doing projects big small and in between uh i've big up the dude trevor vaughn's bands a bunch i think everyone should check out stone fleet um brother brother fucking internal wound man and what's the one I really like? That's more melodic. Fuck, that people were really vibing on. Oh, um, um uh, s- uh, spring, Springtide. tide, spring Springtide. tide. So like, and that's not. That's just the one, dude. The other guys in that band, like everybody knows, Brandon, Brandon the singer, has done a bunch of projects before, a bunch of projects since. Like these are all people who do a bunch of stuff. You don't like them? It's cool. Um, and to be, I have a question. Oh yeah, let me finish this and I want sure. you to it. to be very honest. I actually think they were a band who could have chosen to only play cool shows and they didn't. They played a lot of fucking different shows. That's and, a point, uh, yeah. the point. Yeah, the rival mob is is to a lot of people the only band of that style that they like. And that says something we're
0: going to say, Tom. Now, do you think their other bands bring rival mob into question? Not Trevor's other bands per se. But but the other, like, so, like, say DFJ and Brandon, like, uh, Brandon, like they're, Brandon, they're, Brandon? Uh, Brandon, Brandon, right? So, like, Brandon. they're in, like, power metal bands and fucking stoner band and all this stuff. does Do you think that, like, retroactively goes, like, well, was, was just like a fucking project for you, too, even though they were hardcore kids from the get go? Bruce, then, rival mob just a project. No,
2: yo, like, um,
0: you know what uh, I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that we agree with this, but I wonder if that's how people see it. That it's like that was just one of the bands that you did in these varied styles over yeah, the last it, decade.
2: Yeah, no, it's it, it's a it's a worthwhile question and, and worth bringing up the counterpoint. If it does, I certainly hope people rethink that because, like, it's a very
0: good. Band, I like them.
2: Yeah, I, I think they're really good. Actually, uh, the first LP I love, Magic Circle. Um, but, but like for me, Brendan and DFJ are dudes I've known for going on twenty years now, and those dudes were doing bands when I met them. They're doing bands now. Uh, they did several bands that have always done good shit. Like if you never heard X Files X, listen to the Excruciation LP. It's great. Their band name is X files X.
0: I was just going to bring that They have yeah. a
2: demo CD that's 69 tracks and they started off kind of silly, goofy in that Charles Bronson way. But by the time they hit excruciation, they're just blistering good. Uh, the band soul Swaller, who I put out a seven inch for and did an LP on painkiller later is fucking incredible. Uh, Trevor was in the band uh, breathing fire. whose seven inch and LP are some of my favorite hardcore from that time. And that's like, that's not even counting all their projects or like their big stuff. Like no one needs to run down DFJ's resume here, but the dude's done a lot of stuff. So I'm to- again, this is the airing of grievances. Someone who wants to think a band sucks. Cool. But, uh, I wouldn't call them Parker for hipsters. And if that person wants to hit us and explain why they think that that's cool. But, um, I think we all disagree. All right. And the second of this, the trail of lies LP was a ripoff. Just five new songs. Like dude, just make it an EP. Mm. Okay. I'm not going I
0: gonna, can understand being upset about that. Yo, um, you know, it's like oh totally. man, I was really excited for this, and I have half this already. I can see why people. I can see, that. That, I can yeah, see that.
2: I can see that. I can see
0: that. I can see that. It's all good.
2: Don't okay. don't be mad at the band. Sometimes bands go in and want to re-record the old material. Think they're putting right. together. They make the it sound band. better or whatever. It's cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Age of Quarrel has a demo that was recorded before it and well circulated, right. and they still went in the studio and recorded the album. That's cool. Um, Patrick, you're up. Give us two.
1: You got two coming your way and those are uh, <laughs> demo art formatted for cassette, but not released as such. <clears throat> so I don't know exactly what is meant here because I think a very attractive format is the, the cassette uh, insert uh, extended, like the, the it totally folded out. I think it is uh, right. used as, you well, know, uh, LP art or really just digital art these days I think is I think that's actually attractive I think it's, it's a good management of uh, the information uh, uh, that you would need uh, and the image so I, 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 if that's what this person is saying then I, uh, and this person has put out a lot of cassettes I think actually um, then I don't agree but they're saying demo, at format, demo art formatted for cassette but not released as such Oh, 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 no, I'm sorry. So they mean
2: they mean yeah. the, the demo, it's like, hey, we released a demo, it's only on Bandcamp, but we're making the art look like it's a cassette.
1: Yes, okay, um, now I get it. That is just a funny, goofy, like, yes, that's silly, for sure, but is it pure goof nugget bullshit? Nah, that's all right. Yeah, y-
2: you can be grieved by it, but you also probably know in the back of your head it's a little silly. Goof nugget.
1: Okay, another one,
2: Patrick, give us another
1: um let's see um, people have got a lot to bitch about yo. Know? uh okay, speaking of which bitch it's in the mail, and I'm pretty sure that refers to <laughs> mail order people um who <laughs> listen, one of our sponsors probably hit you with that message because <coughs> I need to be honest. Mail order sucks. And I don't mean it sucks to receive mail that is cool. And I don't mean that it receiving mail rocks. I don't mean that it's not effective. I it I mean it's a thankless fucking job where rarely do you get a message saying, got my record on time, actually earlier than I anticipated. Great service. Thanks so much. Right. rarely do you get that. You get that on Twitter every so often, but it's like kind of like a weird flex. Like, Hey, it's so rare. Check out my record. Yeah. So Bob can, Bob can say a lot about this. I, I have done labels and don't handle, handle my own, uh, uh, mailing because I fucking hate it. I hate everything about mail, everything. And the idea of me mailing something, knowing that I did everything to the best of my ability and having somebody barking on me and my fucking mentions would, I would be the bitch it's in the mail guy. That would be my M.O. I would send you, there would be a macro on my computer that just goes bitch it's in the mail. And I- yo what
2: what the funny part about this is that you separate it so much that you don't even see it. Oh yeah. You love getting stuff in the mail a lot. Enough that you make videos of it. Like you really like getting stuff in the mail.
1: Uh, Well I'm just hoping for like my- my my little unboxing video empire to take off on YouTube.
2: <laughs> I know we're working on it. Uh, but, but yes, the, the actually mailing shit, um, everybody should give everybody a little bit more time on that. Uh, all three of us are old enough to remember, even if some of us hadn't done it, but I know for sure I did a lot. Sometimes I put money in an envelope and you put it in the fucking mail and and it was like kissing some. It's like fucking putting a message in a bottle. I wasn't yeah. sure if I was ever going to get anything back. It was just like goodbye, goodbye. Five dollars. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, very
0: will send my seven inch back.
2: Right. Yeah. Here's here's to the journey. You know, uh, may, yeah. may luck ever be on your side. Um, Amazon has ruined it for
0: everybody. That's that True. is you're pff, dead right. hundred percent. I mean, I remember as a kid, and this may even. Date you guys but like they say like you know oh you know if you it, like when cereal would be like if you send this in you get whatever the fuck like yes, some fucking toy or whatever shit. you send it to fucking Kalamazoo Michigan yep. and it literally tells you to wait six to eight weeks to get it back
2: Tom I don't know what it was but it was something like that like a rebate like all cards or whatever the fuck it's know, like- it was it was uh, miniature the mini helmets that you could get yeah. at the fucking quarter machines yes Uh, I, whatever it was, I had saved up enough things because this, this was like my great passion. I love these fucking things. I, I loved them. I loved them. So I got the whole thing, sent it out. And I remember there's a period where even as a kid, I was like anticipating, waiting, waiting, waiting. That time came and went. And so it's months later. And there's a package waiting for me at my house when I got home from school. And I opened it. I couldn't, I I just about passed out, rolled on the floor (laughs) laughing, like, oh my God, it's here. Ah, you know? Right. Um, But people now, Amazon has gotten everyone so ingrained by their like literal like ugly corporation. And like everybody on this fucking podcast orders shit from Amazon. And I bet a lot of people at home do too. And we ain't mad at you. And I'm not mad at myself for doing it. But like that's not that's not like a good organization. I'm not. No. I don't feel good supporting them. I just feel like I'm putting my money into the fucking machine. Um, that's you see what they're doing
0: in New York. No, what I don't. They're, they don't. they they proposed a three dollar um, tax on each Amazon order Ooh, that, yeah. that the, the person would pay.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me. Yeah, let, fuck, this fuck. is the. I don't even want to get into it. It's basically, it will never happen. It's a political, it's political theater. Nah. It's like, it's when politicians sure, pretend to give right. a sh- okay. fucking shit about you and then with a thing yeah. that they know won't happen. It's like, it would honestly be like me telling my girl that we're going to go on vacation on this extravagant trip and be like, damn, COVID, Knowing really, that you're stuck. COVID really just fucked us up. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lie. It's a fucking lie. I had
0: tickets <laughs> for us to go to Bali.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah yeah so so just so we can see how Amazon works Amazon uh monopolizes a lot of things including driver routes if you're in suburbia you've probably seen a mailman deliver mail on Sundays recently you've yes. probably seen rental uh like u-haul trucks going around delivering mail that's cuz of Amazon i just shipped out two hats and a seven-inch record, one hat to North Jersey, one hat to Richmond, Virginia, and the record out to LA. I shipped those last Thursday. Five years ago, 10 years ago, for sure all of those items would have arrived by now. Right now, those are still waiting on delivery. The shipment to North Jersey, that was five days ago. Yo, like, Like, I- yo, that's five shipping days. It's not there yet.
1: I thought right. that so I thought not only that the do stuff, they
2: break people's brains on this, but it's the, they fuck everyone else up too.
1: I thought the stuff that I've got to mail to Australia would take 10 days. And I got laughed at <laughs> people were like, what are you fucking insane? It's going to take three weeks. So shout out to my girl. Who's going to be having yeah, a I really, could go t- really dry Christmas.
2: Yeah. A, 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 but a lit January 6th. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could go on some mail shit for a while, but yeah, fuck. Um, what, what? It's in the mail, bitch.
0: Um, <laughs> Tom, you're up. Oh, boy. All right. Um, quit pretending a bloated seven-inch is tw- an LP. I ain't trying to pay 20 bucks for 15 minutes of music. Yo, it's a thing. People think they're getting ripped off. Yeah, come on.
1: I look, don't disagree. L- look, y- y- you're not... This is like somebody buying a car with more horsepower than they'll ever need. It's, it's foolish, man. Like, do you want 45 minutes of hardcore music? No. Be frank with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and be like, do I love hardcore music?
0: I think music? it's more of a question of price
1: then. Yeah, but
0: look. Because at, we've been positing that you do. The seven inches is more expensive to make. A 12 inch isn't as expensive. It's more cost-effective. Cost it's been a while right. since we had that convo, but yes. So, but to me, they're saying like, then why am I paying an LP's price just because it's in the shape of an LP for EP, EP level of music?
1: I can answer that. And that's a, it,
0: why isn't a te- why is it a twelve inch for a ha- you know with one it, side and the other side is blank? Why isn't that twelve bucks? I can than answer because
2: it costs I, virtually the same to press. It,
1: it's also you're not paying for the music. The music is available digitally. You're not paying for that. You're paying for the physical uh, artifact. And the physical artifact doesn't have to have any connection with what you and I would understand to be actual market values. It's literally a collector's item. So if a band wants to say this, this 12 inch EP is $25,000, no 25,000 rubles then, and you can only pay in rubles, then that's the fucking price. And the music is available elsewhere. So just go buy it, you know, like, I, I don't get this argument at all because this person could sh- use a streaming platform and pay a monthly way uh, uh, rate or pay nothing if they want to deal with those fucking ads or they could buy it digitally in almost all cases. So, or they, yo, they could go to fucking Bandcamp where their purchase could have a much more direct impact on the, on the band. So like only on Fridays. It, yeah, exa- but <laughs> that's true. So, so this, this whole thing is like, yeah, I get it you don't want to pay as much as they're asking. That's a general grievance for life though. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's just a physical reality. I won't pay for anything.
2: And and uh, I'll tell you this. <clears throat> if you think it's too much, don't buy it. Yeah. That's it. It's not, it's not because that's your personal conversation. Like the price is what it is. You can think that's too much, but that's the price they set at it. And if enough people don't buy it, I tell you what, <laughs>
0: The will come the,
2: down. The, 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 it's gonna come down, or the, you know, the the the, the 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 whole thing's gonna dry up, and that's fine.
1: Hey, um, can I ask you? Seven guys,
2: inches are seven are there, but they cost a lot. Go ahead.
1: Pat. Let me ask you guys: if you were to take a train across the United States, what is the purpose? Why? What is the, what is the train there for? What, what what is what are you paying money for?
0: Your seat and time. So.
1: My, my perspective is you are not paying to get someplace. If you are paying to get someplace, you would just take a plane as that would be the only practical thing to do. You're paying for an experience
2: for, for all things. Yes.
1: So this, yeah, th- that's right. Th- this is, I'm triggered by this because the other day my train from San Diego stopped in LA and I was getting off in LA anyway. So it was no difference to me, but they said, uh, this will, this train will be carrying on as a coach bus and I, I was thinking about how apoplectic I would go, how Joker level insane I would go if I paid for a if service.
2: you paid for a train and we're on a bus.
1: Holy fucking god! <laughs> I would I would lose my you goddamn mind. Right. Say again.
0: Said so you lived in Brooklyn. You know how often they used to be like, the L trains out of service after Bedford to you know to, c- to continue on into all of Brooklyn. We're gonna you know discharge this full train of people onto two buses. Good luck. And oh. then the buses, people would be like hanging out the windows.
1: Tom, to um, give you pers- to give you perspective, I hated. Uh, I, I I don't know if we ever talked about this in New York. I hated mass transit so much that I would walk from my spot in uh, Bushwick to, through Queens, over, uh, th- through Long Island City, over the bridge and into uh, upper Manhattan, uh, upper west, upper east side, uh, and, and yep. uh, would do that just to avoid being in that nightmare coffin of condensation and, and, and bacteria that is the train. Uh, that's how, and then when they <laughs> would try would try to make me go on a bus, I'd fucking lose my mind.
2: Jesus, all right? Um, yo, uh, the way you frame that is something we all got to start thinking about. Uh, be it for a hardcore record, be it for a fucking seat on a train, be it for a seat at a movie theater, what you're paying for is the experience. Yeah. Uh, and, and the more that we culturally start looking at things like that, the better everything's going to be. I mean, I've been having a lot of thoughts about this because of the, the <laughs> what looks like a dire situation in the movie theater industry. Uh, and that they still haven't realized people like going to the movie theater because they like to go to the movie theater. Yeah. Yes. A movie is driving them there, but they could literally pivot to showing uh, reissued films, old movies, this, that, and the other theme shit. And if they're providing a good experience while someone's at the theater, people will come back for that. Yes, big blockbusters can help, but if we're quickly moving towards a world where it's going to be same day streaming or same day in the theater, it's an easy choice. Unless you want the experience of going to the theater. And that's the, that's exactly what you... Uh, laid out in the difference between taking a train versus taking a plane there, there's no choice if you just want to get from LA to New York
1: yeah, the purpose if you is just not to want to that. see
2: the new movie just fucking click play on your, your internet box you know right. what I mean it doesn't matter uh, but if you want to go to a movie you go to a movie theater and that's that's a really different thing and that also applies to buying a hardcore record. And so do go. that, uh, buy the records, buy, buy stuff directly from bands, buy stuff from labels. It's cool. Um, what do we got? Yeah, I know I we got a ton more. Did you do two Tom or is that Patrick? No, I only did one. Okay. Go for another.
0: I'm going to skip a few, but oh, one yeah, yeah. About- we, we
2: have hundreds of these. Uh, I think we're going to do a Patreon like round two, but not, not right now. So, so we will catch these.
1: Not all uh, of them.
2: There's too many to do all of. Thank you. Everybody
0: who responds will
1: do our yeah, best you.
2: to get to as many as we can.
0: Um, yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to do a self-serving one. <laughs> do it. Um, this person's grievance was Tom isn't on any other podcast that I'm aware of. PK is on Worst Possible Timeline. Bob is from came from New Jersey. I want more Tom. Everyone does. Yeah. Give it to them. Got to give the people what they want. Yeah, but it's a lot of work.
2: <laughs> give the people what they need you got new projects it. coming when's the Colossus demo coming we're
0: getting hit up it's coming out as a, as a seven inch on a label oh that's right holy shit all right right, I'm, I'm too old for a demo
2: no uh, with it so uh seven inch piece coming and uh waiting on the art okay there we go that's the update on streaming
0: and now how do we do this we'll do a on li- we'll do a live pre pro oh, so okay. when we do uh, um we premiere a song uh-huh do we do it here? Do I go elsewhere? Because it's weird if we do it here. No, Not we do weird. it here. We do it here. All right, done. Yeah. Fun. No, I didn't. I didn't want. You know, I didn't know. I felt kind of strange, so I didn't want to be like, no, "Hey, cool. hey, everybody, here's my new my new project."
1: No, I no, honestly, I should have done that with the SWAT demo. It's just it, like Tom. You're thinking like a person that actually promotes the things that they do, and, and whereas I'm thinking like, like, oh yeah, I should have promoted that SWAT demo. Uh, it, it, we sold through them. Right, quick, but we probably could have sold through them fucking <laughs> in in a day if I had done well. It and the-
2: you know, to be very to be very real, on the outside of it, we are we have people who would like that, and there's it would be cool for us to be able to give that to people who are listening. You know what I mean? Yeah, I
0: didn't want to be like too self serving. That was my only concern.
2: No, that's all good. People should same thing with the SWAT demo. SWAT demo was awesome, and uh, I'm sorry that people missed it. So um, we should have done something. It's all good. Um, We'll do it for the war profiteer uh, double LP that's coming next. Boom! Year. There you
1: go,
0: Bobby. You're up. Uh, uh, no, go.
1: uh, hardcore was always concerned with fashion. Stop complaining, Toby.
0: Tobes, yeah, true. I mean, seems a hundred percent true. It and it's right. also funny. Uh, th- that one seems he's a got Nikes thing. tattooed on there. Toby. Oh, yeah. I think there's only one Toby he's talking about. Yeah. Mm. but i mean i think number one toby's a fashion plate right
2: fashion he's not
0: he is i mean he's got like sneakers tattooed on him and all the new stuff and number one so that's 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 out of here already but I mean, if you think back to like fucking like darby crash they all dressed there was always a style to it and yes. it was always about fashion
2: yes uh let's get uh malcolm mclaren on and we'll we'll ask him a fashion that's method. it um Yo, what if I saw a picture of H2O from like 95 mm-hmm. and it's Toby wearing a, you know, white wife beater is incorrect. Guinea tea is incorrect, but the male ribbed sleeveless white undershirt, um, and, uh, and Dickies that went Dickie shorts, yeah, shorts that went past his knees. If that dude was on stage yelling at people about fashion, I'd be like, yo, my man's my man is not subscri- he's subscribing to a fashion, but it's not very good, so <laughs> shout out to him. Um, are, Patrick, you guys give us aware,
1: are you guys aware that the uh the, the ribbed undershirt, as we'll call it, uh, that yes. Bruce Willis wears in Die Hard is uh, in the Smithsonian, yes. the Smithsonian collection. Mm. Now you do, you do now. What is it called? Uh no you got to go to the Isn't that an AT or something like that? You got to go to the Smithsonian and you got to say can I see Bruce Willis's undershirt and then they'll they'll lead you to the back room and clean your hands before you touch the glass.
0: Oh his actual shirt.
1: Yeah, from the movie Die Hard.
0: Oh, I think you were trying to describe what the shirt was without saying all the fucked up ways it was referred to over the last yeah. 50 years.
1: Yeah, we uh, we gotta no, like we gotta like go. the actual Patrick. We're talking he, about, but uh, the, 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 yes, yeah, the yeah, actual um, one from the motion picture Die Hard with the blood on it, the fake blood and all that, is at the Smithsonian wow. because that's how important Die Hard is.
2: Yo, are we make is that is that the best thing at the Smithsonian or the worst thing?
1: Best thing by far.
0: Best, yeah, probably. It's a, the best Christmas movie.
2: <laughs> all right, uh, Patrick, give us another. Wait, is uh, that your second?
1: No, I think no, that was my first.
2: Yeah, you just did the first. Yeah, give us a second.
1: Okay. Uh, this is a relevant one to the podcast. Somebody keeps moving their mic during the recording and it drives me nuts. So Yo, that, to was, this that point, would be Pat. No, okay. that was me, actually. I no, think. Oh so here's an interesting thing. I blamed myself for this for the last like five weeks. And then I in a moment of complete silence for me and no movement. One of you did it. So I am now... Me. It was me. It, it was you?
2: So it was me. I'll cop to it. Um, long story short, there's a the only desk in my house is a rickety old table with a metal top, kind of like a kitchen table style that my significant other has sentimental attachment to. This table could fall down at any minute and break, but it also if I take my microphone off, it makes noises. So I have over the last two episodes, put it on top of something. So it doesn't make that noise.
1: Mm. And
2: so, uh, crisis averted everyone. All
1: right. We're good. I'm happy to hear it. Uh, and Mea culpa.
2: I'll, I'll send you the, I'll, I'll send you the refund tomorrow.
1: Yeah. It's, it's in, the, in mail. the mail, bitch. And, and so here's the, here's a real one, but not a real one. So we'll t- pair it with that. It's still waiting on my records from Please. my war and dead by twenty three.
2: Shut up! Um, how? Oh, how, can I jump on that? Yes. Stackhouse crew had a hard time with mail order too. <laughs> only, only inside to anyone who wasn't on the internet in two thousand
0: to two thousand three. Exactly. Do you- while you while you say that, I just want to join. Um, um, someone wrote, "Loma Prieta dudes ripped me off and never sent me the records I ordered from them." So I'm just going to add that to your.
2: Mm, mm, mm. You agree? All right. So uh, then you my, say
0: when
2: you. Yeah. My war was um, labeled by the guy Matt Summers from Shark Attack. Did great stuff. I think something went sideways for a minute. He was supposed to put out a Violent Minds LP and a Government Warning. No, was it government warning or direct control? I think it was direct control, actually. Uh, Took pre-orders, and then things went sideways. I think life went haywire, and the records didn't end up coming out with him. And I think for the most part, the pre-order money got refunded. Mm. Uh, That was almost 20 years ago. Dead by 23, that was... Robbie Cheeks label out of Philly. Those two dudes were actually roommates at one point, which is kind of funny. Shout out to that era of Philly hardcore. Um, but I think with Robbie, the Dead by 23 was a combination of not being good at mail. And also he did a lot of stuff with his records uh, where they were like hand screened, Sometimes like multiple, like a six color hand screen, seven inch that was limited to 123 or something like that. So it's like, okay, I got a bunch of orders for these. Now it's time to make them. And that shit ain't quick when that's not the only thing you're doing in life. So uh, that was a bit of an internet meme of days gone by. Thanks for the memories. Mm. Play some like sad music right now. Um, Okay. I'm up (laughs) This one's for Tom, nothing in vain,
0: not being on UK Spotify, winky face. Yeah, you know what? I just found that out, and I had no idea. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean. Get the worldwide rights back and get that shit up everywhere. Universal owns it.
2: Oh, wow. Mm.
0: Because Trustkill shit the bed. Mm. Mm. All
2: right. uh, I should be able to wear a front-bottom shirt to a Vane show and not get clowned.
0: Yes. Yeah. You, you should. I, uh, do yeah. you get clowned? I, I, are people clowning you for wearing that at a vein show?
2: Yes. Uh, you know. I guess. It's fine. Uh, uh, you should be able to, but but like, look around and see who's clowning. Is it like your friends? Is it strangers? Are strangers clowning you about a shirt you're wearing to the show? That's
1: pretty aggressive. Are you
2: wearing Slipknot shirts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
0: where, where are we at? Yeah. Because um, I mean, I feel most kids at a vein show probably wouldn't know what the fuck the front bottoms were to start with.
2: Yeah. I mean, if it's a dumb shirt, like if there's a dumb design on it, I'm not mad, to be honest. Like,
0: Right, like, they're making fun of the shirt and not the band, you know, on it.
2: I have a very old story of someone was trying to make fun of the Mongoloids t-shirts, uh, which were always really ridiculous, while at the same time they were wearing a band shirt that was a shark, a punk shark on steroids and then the band name. So uh, in conversation, I pointed this out and they they stopped talking pretty quickly. (laughs) Um, Okay, and my other one will be someone saying early 80s New York hardcore better than late 80s New York hardcore.
1: Huh?
2: Interesting. Um, That's pretty tough. I don't know if that's a grievance. Uh, I I guess the grievance being that 80s is celebrated much much more than early 80s yeah you know the early 80s there's just less of it i think there's less of it and there was it was put out there a lot less i don't think there's anyone who's there's a hint, like i'll put the age of quarrel over victim and pain but yes. there's no other late 80s new york record that i personally would put over victim and pain
0: um, i would put bright
2: side you would yeah and, and like i would think about um Vanishing point, I would think about we're not a salone. But like to me, Victim and Pain is better than both of those. Those just records are those are records that really resonate with me.
0: Right. But think about like how easy is it for like a younger person to hear like heart attack? Yeah. Or all those bad like no. Killing Time, Brightside has put out been put out six times since it was out originally. Correct. Victory put it out, and then this you know, like it's been reissued out the wazoo. There's a lot of stuff from the '80s, like The Abused, isn't always that easy to go find, or you know, Reagan Youth. I think people were probably freaked out by the the artwork and stuff like that. You know what I mean? There's so much stuff back then that kind of got lost to the sands of time.
2: Yeah, I I think it's worth being aggrieved that it's such a huge gap between the two. Sure, and that maybe early '80s New York deserves a little more love. I think, <clears throat> I think because New York and like yo, this podcast certainly won't be accused of of not giving New York hardcore enough love, <laughs> but, uh, <Yeah. laughs> but New York hardcore often gets talked about as one thing. Whereas like Boston hardcore, well, there's the early eighties and they talk about the X claim and the tang and the, you know, that scene. And with DC, there's the, the early discord stuff, and then the mid era. And then later, you know, the Midwest, same deal. You have the early eighties, like, um, touch and go scene and then you get into some of the more post shit with New York everything kind of is just New York hardcore big big bold stamp so uh, m- maybe early 80s deserve a little more shine here he yes. alright Patrick you're up
1: wow that happened so fast um, okay let's see what a good one is uh, I mean some of them are some of them are too obvious to even read like yeah we all feel that way my my, my dude you know, um,
2: you'll yo, go ahead and just read some of the obvious ones and just you know rapid fire.
1: All right. Well, a really obvious one is uh, ignorant beatdown only works if there's personality behind it, and then he he gives two bands as examples that one with and one without, and yeah, I mean this is bad music. <laughs> it's not good fucking music. The, there's things about no. it that w- that we like. That's not the same as it being good. And if you're talking about something that's objectively not good, then there has to be some other quality about it that is uh, like kind of captivating and 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 exciting for you. And for beatdown, it's there's no such thing as a perfect beatdown band. There's going to be people that hit our fucking DMs now, but there's no such thing as a perfect beatdown band in terms of music. Like you're not humming these songs. It's yo, know, does it have personality? Does it make you buy into whatever this fucking thing they're projecting is? That's like fun as fuck. So yeah, that that one seems obvious to me. You guys want me to just keep going fast? Okay.
2: Yeah, go because uh, yes, agreed.
1: Okay. Yes. Uh, merch scalpers. This is a big issue for some people, not for Patty. Don't give a shit. If I don't want, if it's something that's too expensive, I don't buy it. Don't care.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, someone else just selling any secondhand merch at all. Yo, this is if you don't want to buy old shirts, don't buy old shirts. Some people love that shit. It's all good. Yeah. I appreciate the grievance, you know, appreciate
1: the grievance. (laughs) So, uh, here's two that go together. Being a band from Tennessee and living on Staten Island. That's,
0: that's their grievances.
1: I I don't think either one of those are bad grievances to have. I, I think those are probably accurate grievances. I feel you on both.
0: I mean, I probably know the dude who wrote the Staten Island one. Uh, I think we probably, at least me and Bob know no, him. No, it's not. It's not Andrew. No. That oh, are Living on Staten Island, by the way. Staten Island sucks. <laughs> Yo, by the way, like so, you see all the the protests and shit that are going on. Yeah. Outside that one bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one day, like someone sends me something, and it's like fucking OAN and then whatever some bullshit on Twitter, and I look and I'm like, oh, sick. I definitely went to law school with the dude that's standing next to the guy at the podium. Ooh, <laughs> Not great. Hey Tom. Yeah. Like full on. Fuck it. Yes.
1: Here's a question regarding that because uh, Eric yeah. was talking about his time in the loft punk scene in, uh, in New York city. And he knows how I feel about it. I never really <laughs> connected with those kids. Uh, some good, some good bands. You know what I mean? I'm not mad at everybody and I'm glad everybody had fun, but there was always a disconnect. And uh, at
0: 538,
1: not 538 necessarily, because I liked some of the energy at 538. Uh, but, but, uh, I knew
0: Jack was cool. Like they were good.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, th- there was some really cool people actually. Um, but I mean, generally like kind of just the, the North Brooklyn hardcore energy that just felt like you're doing this until law school vibe that I've always, I that's sure. like my straight up my accusation against them. And I said that to Eric and Eric said, Oh yeah. He's like, I know like six of those kids who are now either in law school currently, or most of them are lawyers by now. And Tom, a question for you. Are most lawyers, are most lawyers sociopaths or no?
0: Um, any good ones? Yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't in the top of my class, so I'm I'm imagining I'm not as sociopathic as I probably should have been. Yeah. I mean, these people are not good human beings. Like, the dude I'm talking about would be like, you know, it, it, I went to night school. So I, like, worked all day and then went to night school. A lot of people went to that school that went to night school but didn't work during the day, right? Mm. So there were a lot of young people involved. So, you know, I was probably 33. There were people there, like, fresh out of college. Right. This dude probably was forty when I was thirty-two, you know. And like Thursday nights after class let out, he would be like getting these twenty-two-year-old women hammered. Oh, that's never. <laughs> so like, not good human beings. Yeah,
1: you just you just took it in a darker direction than anticipated.
0: Yeah, I mean, then I mean, you know, getting drunk, you know, and buying like all this shit. I'm like, I never went out. I went home. I probably, you know, most of the time, I went to school across the street from the dating Factor. I'd be like. Oh sick, and I'd go to shows at the knitting factory across yeah. the street. <laughs> like dressed like a fucking law school dork going to hardcore shows at the knitting factory. Um but yeah, I mean it's yeah, you have to be, you know. You learn to be a good liar. Right. You know, so yes. Lawyers suck. Anyway. Locksmith and lawyers. All right. Uh, let's Tom, you're up. Oh my god. Um there's too many I don't know what to pick, God damn it um i'm gonna this is a grievance that I don't really get, but we're gonna sh- throw it out there maybe you, people should shut up and make music instead of trying to become a hardcore internet celebrity uh, I think he's talking about pat, but I'm not hundred percent sure
1: yo i'm if he's talking about me or not, I agree i like i i I almost got into it with a hardcore celebrity.
0: a hardcore time? internet celebrity
1: you know there's these like there's people that got like 3,000 to 6,000 followers who think that like they're doing something and it's the equivalent of scene from like the nineties, like where it's like, what does this motherfucker do? Yes. And I almost got into it with one. Tom, the if other you think day. hard
2: about it, you'll think of a few. Well,
1: got know, it. I, stri- like, I, I stopped because I'm, I'm old and, and being petty online is you're like,
2: getting better. You're getting better.
1: Yeah. Well, whatever it is, I uh, I just saw the circumstance saw this person that was talking out of turn and I was like you know what you, you dumb motherfucker you think you're something I'm about to shit in your fucking mouth and then I just stopped and and <laughs> but I did have that moment where I went let me check your accolades cuz maybe maybe you're in some band that I just am not you know I'm not good with everybody's name or face and again as we've always talked about you don't got to be in a band to be productive like god bless those of you who are just oh. fucking enjoying music and also pursuing your lives. Good for you. But like, I was like, is, am I supposed to know this person? Why is this person got a ton of followers? And then I look and I'm like, Oh no, this is just a person who shoots hot takes so much that, that people are with it. And I've been this person. So I'm not, you know, like, like Tom said, like this person could be the person that wrote this grievance could be talking about me. So I'm not, I was only joking about that, yeah, but, but it might be. But you know how it is. Like, like
0: But you make music.
1: Uh, well, that's, I would, there, that <laughs> I would argue that is a difference. I would argue that there is a difference. Yes, you're that, pretty, yeah. Yeah, I'm not just firing hot takes in the world. I put out something like 20 songs a year and have like a catalog yeah. of fucking 300. So it, it's like, come on. Yeah. Like, but, you know, listen, with that in mind, let me be fair to anybody that might not feel, the, feel what I'm saying. If you don't like my music and you're never going to listen to it, then I'm just an asshole on the internet, and that so you know it, it is what it is. I guess that's fair. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but I will say that it is annoying to be like to have to check to because not I'm not going to get any circum uh, into any specifics. But on one occasion, I put myself in a weird position because I didn't check somebody's bio, and Patrick, who is not tough at all, went looking for something without knowing who he was getting into it with and oh boy and after it after it, this was not a dangerous person as it panned out but i leaped into a situation that i shouldn't have it could have been fucking Isaac, and i wasn't checking i was just like like you know fuck your mother let's go and that's stupid <laughs> you know what i mean like that's stupid because that's, a,
2: that's that 160 pound energy
1: Yeah, but this was was years ago This was legitimately stupid And that's like, I'm trying not to be that anymore So I checked this person's shit Before being like Oh, I'm going to act like a loon And I couldn't find an ounce Of substance to this person Except that they exist on the internet So if you spend like 12 hours on the internet a day People might know who you are after 3 years And Yeah, is it annoying? Yeah, it's annoying I feel that grievance All right.
0: and I got one more. Um, I wish Americans would pay more attention to European hardcore, especially UK HC. Now I agree with that to a point. I think I think of all the European hardcore, hardcore from the UK gets the biggest. Um, Accolades in 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 the states, yo, know, and certainly since violent
2: reaction and
0: like the new arms war, race, of core. yeah, that that stuff all got a lot of love, like, right? I mean, knuckle dust. I mean, knuckle yeah. dust comes knuckle here stuff, yeah. often. Um, I feel like the mainland European stuff doesn't get here as much.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think for sure we cover a lot more UK stuff, and we cover a lot of we hit certain spots, but yo, there's <laughs> entire swaths that. Just don't don't hit radar. There was an it hit, this Italian punk comp tape that I saw that had some current bands and some older stuff, and it was actually really interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, but it's just nothing that even had hit my radar before I saw this thing. So I was mm-hmm.
0: like, oh, all right, you know? right. And it's shitty. I mean, but like I I because I feel like it's our like sea level bands get props in Europe. But not all of their A-level bands necessarily get the same props and respect here, and that's shitty.
2: It ties into the same. Uh, you know, it's tough. We we are metro-focused in the same way that like professional sports can be. You know, it's like oh, we're the hot cities, the where the hot teams play, and it's not even always about the geo location. It can be like, yo, the Chicago Bulls in the '90s were great. Yo, it's 2020. They they haven't been hot for a long time. Uh, the New York Knicks are awesome because they're from New York. The last time they were really, really good was like, uh, you when know, Carmelo first got here. Yeah, like that one year. He two years maybe we'll give him a window, and then before that was the mid '90s and that one fluky finals run with the the '99 team, and then they didn't win the championships in the '70s. You know, like it's tough. Right, right, right. But but I think that's sort of the way hardcore gets is that until something like yo. Who in their right mind was really talking about Baltimore hardcore till Trapped Under? Ice stepped up. Now, now there's a lot more people who put respect in the name of shit like Next Step Up and Gut Instinct and all that Um, and Stout. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: they definitely. Yeah, they brought that nationwide and worldwide.
2: Exactly. So it's always it's always like waiting for the next big thing. Yeah, Europe Europe always deserves more attention from the states. Uh, We 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 get pretty self focused. Because a lot of the US uh, broadcasts itself to the entire world, and so we kind of get on that track. Sorry, sorry,
0: world. Um, Was that your second? That was. I have one last, like another one. Let me just do third. And this is a good one. And this is this is something that we haven't heard from heard about yet, because most of the things have been about moshing, about merch, about bands being overlooked. For sure. Is Furnace Fest canceled? No announcements of any kind since early summer. Update or refund. Oh, 100%. That last one. Refund. Yeah, the last one. Ooh. Last Ooh. I mean, I get it. I hear your company sucks. Um. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, if you gave, you know, those tickets were not cheap. No. So just be like, yo, um, it's really fucked up. We're going to do it September 2021. All right. Hold my money. That's cool. I'm not expecting my money back. But like if you don't know like is it going to happen at some point? Are the bands gonna stay the same? I think you need you owe it six months have gone by and you haven't updated anybody, that's kind of shitty.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's Strong a fluid agree. situation, but especially,
0: you got you know what I'm you saying. Like, say with what that, especially with the big ticket. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think any I mean, most people, if you were like, hey man, we're gonna be, be able to do this probably mid September, we're 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 reconfirming all these bands and stuff most people unless they really hit some hard times in the, in the interim would be like all right cool that's like money i already spent hold it i'll be there next year
1: oh wait but L- there's people that you know yeah yeah that's all true for sure i just wanted to say this is at the end of an episode so for those of you that uh make it to the end of the the very end of episodes th- here's a little uh, a little insider knowledge for you okay although your friends and mm. bands have probably told you uh, I'm getting my first Would real you know? offers uh, for for uh, tours and that th- they're coming in the fall. Yeah, uh, that, so, stuff's
2: all starting to, that stuff's all starting to bubble.
1: Yeah, so talking to uh, every agent that I've talked to about offers that I've gotten in the last year have said, yeah, we're going to book it and it's not going to happen. And they knew it. And now with this fall uh, offers, they're saying it'll happen. So no way to tell everybody, but uh, if you're interested in live music, you're probably going to see stuff on the local le- level that can't reveal itself uh, in summer. And then uh, squeaking out of that, you're going to see regular tours, I would imagine by by fall.
2: But uh, keep in mind, it's going to be a weird transitory time anyways, because yep. there's going to be a, a broad spectrum of uh, comfortability and and what kind of shows play, I will say that the Ajay stuff probably hits the road first. Uh, and it may be a little weird sometimes, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what venues are comfortable with, and we'll see what tours end up
0: doing. Um, I can't wait to see Pat at p- the PNC Art Center.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, at, um, the,
0: at the egg. Oh, fuck the
1: egg. I honestly, <laughs> uh, it, 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 so I know this is not the focus of this episode. I, I just, Bob, thinking about what you just said, I don't agree. I, I I don't think that there you i agree the, I think the number of people that and this isn't just because it suits me i uh, you know what I'm enjoying my life not playing shows as much yeah. as I was enjoying my life playing shows but sure the, sure i I think that the that level or that v- variability in in uh, uh who's comfortable and who's not I think the truth is that many more people mm. are following th- the dominant Thing going on, whatever that may be, and if that shifts, sure. they will shift with it. I think the actual kind of like holdouts, the people that feel very strongly about it, is not a significant percentage of the people out there. Um,
2: no, I don't think that. I, I think, uh, but I think there is going to be a slower. I I believe that, and from what I am hearing and what I am seeing is that summer still feels aggressive to people. Yeah, that's probably true. That. There's still a long time to get, uh, you know, proper um, dispersal of the vaccine um, to enough people to make it effectively, you know, render passing of it uh, minor, if not null. Uh, But summer is kind of off the table and there's just going to be the warming in process and people returning to norms. I think there's going to be a lot of excitement too. So so don't don't get don't get me twisted here. I think there's just going to be the variability is more just do we fall on full excitement where people rush out to go to things? Maybe. Or is there a slow weaning process where maybe the institutions in different places are different as we're seeing now because you know, in most of the country, football teams can play in their home stadium, except in California, where uh, Santa Clara, the Forty ers have to go to Arizona and play their home games right now. So there's going to be different legislation in different places, and that's going to be interesting for anyone who's playing live music across the country.
1: Florida tour, uh, Tom.
2: Yes, what's a, up?
1: <laughs> a, as a uh, yeah. as an advocate for uh, for incarcerated peoples. Are you excited, and I use the word excited to mean dreading, uh, the nationwide conversation that's going to take place in probably six weeks when the U.S. says that they're going to give the vaccine to uh, incarcerated people before they give it to the general population? Are you you excited for the...
0: Oh, that should be a fun
1: conversation. (laughs)
0: The, that should be a lot of fun.
1: The wave of Staten Island style fucking anger is gonna be so intense. It's gonna be quite crazy. I mean,
0: Bagel dude I mean, is so mad right now. Uh, I mean, as you you got a choice. You can let most of the folks that are incarcerated sitting around waiting to be deemed guilty or innocent. You can let those folks go. Yeah, that's another option. You know, what I mean, that's looking at the number looking at the numbers on like Rikers. That's like half the fucking people on Rikers if not more or pe- people that are just like can't get can't afford to get bailed out or for whatever reason they're waiting to be adjudicated. Like that's fucking crazy. There is between that and folks that are in on like technical parole and probation violations. Yeah. Oh. oh. Like not even like I I committed another crime. Oh. It's like I missed my appointment or I smoked weed over Thanksgiving holiday with my cousin and I
1: or pissed I hot. Or I didn't know my cousin is like, – I didn't know my cousin is in, in trouble and I, I was – Is a felon. Yeah, and I was someplace with my cousin. Right, Like yeah, there's all sorts of shit like, that I, is dude, built to just keep you in.
0: Right. I mean no exaggeration at this point – it's like, and at this point, like the folks that I work with, almost predominantly, make up about half of the population of Rikers Island. Mm. The seriously mentally ill folks that have no one, that you know, getting and in, you know, in, get involved in the system that we can't get them out. Yeah, as much as we try. So I mean, like I think, I mean I think you know, if. You know, there's there's a way to go about it. You can let a lot of these folks that are in on bullshit, let them go. You know what I mean? Especially folks that are just waiting for their trial. There's enough programs out there that can kind of do, you know, check-ins and overview to make sure that folks are getting the serv- help and stuff that they need on the outside while they wait for their tr- – there was an article in the New York Times last week. Mm. I think it was in Manhattan. I don't know if it was all five boroughs but it was, or it might have been just Manhattan. There have been nine trials since March. Nine, yeah. So we're, we're that like so one many people month-ish. sitting
1: around. Holy fuck!
0: Yeah. Right. Yep. So I mean, you know, it just the system is so fucked, and like you know, legal aid, like one of the big defense like bars in in New York City sued because they didn't want to be brought back to the courtrooms because it wasn't safe and they won so like everything is like like grinded to a halt Mm -hmm. because everyone's trying to make sure that they're safe but no one's really giving a shit about the folks that are just sitting around waiting on some bullshit you know trumped up charge that they may not even be convicted of right you know or the folks that are in like you said like those dumb little like I didn't realize my cousin was also a felon that I wasn't allowed to be in in contact. You know what I mean? All bullshit, like actual bullshit. No criminality involved, just techni- technicality technicalities that put folks behind bars. Mm. It's just so fucked. And I mean, and I talking about that San Island thing. Like, can you imagine if if you changed the colors and what was what was going on there? <laughs> mm. And they were
1: might pan out different.
0: You know, a thousand black and brown folks out there complaining about something. You think the cops would st- be sitting there with their thumbs up their asses?
1: No, <laughs> feels, but I, feels I, like I would be curious would be though.
0: Treated a little differently.
1: I would be curious. Uh, I don't know this to be true, but I had heard that Staten Island police. A lot of them live in Staten Island. I presume is that the case? That that which is m- maybe not the case in some other boroughs. So that's kind of an interesting dynamic too i i was talking to somebody who was saying that uh oh i think it was eric was saying uh, this is sorry everybody this is a interesting diversion to me uh there is a police uh force between queens and long island that is neither it's not it's uh it's whatever that little strip of of demilitarized zone between the two of them is I don't know what I'd have to get Eric in here to tell me what town that is, but weirdly has its own police, and they are allowing all the covid shit to just fly by because they all live there and they all drink at those bars. These are people that they know personally, so there there's this i think there's even an, yeah. i mean yeah I think there's another dynamic on top of all of what you just said on on Staten Island, which is probably. You know, like it, 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 po- police patrolling their own neighborhoods is something that we always advocate for. If there's got to be police, that's what we always say. Is like that—that that actually was the argument for ten years of my life. Was hey, we we need more community policing of this sort, right? And that was the argument. that Yeah,
0: but then not—they're not, they're not policing their community, though. That's yeah, well, the problem. Yeah, they live there because it's as close to living in suburbia as you can get in the boroughs. But they're not working there.
1: Well, my point is that some of them, some of them are, and and those in particular, so uh, right, you're absolutely correct. There's a guy coming in from Staten Island every day and and policing South Brooklyn and, and working
0: in Brownsville, yeah, and yeah,
1: and, and yeah. talking to, and interacting with people that let's just say it like it is, interacting with people that he doesn't relate to and may feel superior to, and it, it's a problem,
0: right? And he's like an invading force,
1: right? This has been yeah. a problem for as long as pol- pol- police reform has been a fucking issue in my life, and but
0: why do you say police?
1: I It's a bad habit. It makes, it, it honestly makes me sound like I'm getting out of jail in the South. I have no idea why I it, it, <laughs> I noticed that I do it. And I don't I, know I, if you're
0: doing it as a joke at
1: first. I, I try to stop myself. I sound like I'm, I sound like I just did a stint in, in, in like a, Prison outside of Savannah. I, it's so weird.
2: Is that a f- like fucking Roscoe Poe train? that locked yeah, is you up. Is that a familiar thing? Because that's not upstate, man. People. don't It's not. I don't know. I, like,
1: and, and I honestly you know. think it only came with adulthood. I don't know where I picked it up. I know I do it, and I try not to do it, and I still find myself doing it yeah, because it sounds like code
0: switching almost. It does. It sounds like you're like like you're like you're listening to like Easy E because you know, he it, says one
1: hundred percent. That that's why I try not to do it because I don't want the I don't want the fucking email. You know what I mean? So I. You've try got the Eazy E
2: vibe, and I'm getting a weird, like Southern, like the opposite of Easy E, like mm-hmm. Crazy Carl from you know Deep right, South.
0: Roscoe P. Coltrane right. from the Dukes That's of Hazzard. Right. Just right. locked you up. Also, just b- before we jump off this, uh, I just read a tweet. Um, in New York, Staten Island now represents 25% of all COVID fatalities in New York City, even though its island residents make up just 5% of the city's population. And next.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: I feel like that's a good place to cut the episode. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> everybody be good. Good night, everybody.
0: Let it.